Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to week. It doesn't matter what week it is because there's only one. This is what week this is. The week that Carla and I have been waiting on for the entire season. <laughs> right, right, Carla. Yes, it is. I I, I I I borrowed my dad's hat. My parents are here in Nashville. <laughs> they let me borrow the hat. So, yep. We've been waiting for was, this one since our season opener. I was gonna, I was gonna give you a hard time for wearing all that gear, but then it's like, oh wait, I, I do this every week, don't I? I should, <laughs> yes, you do. This I is should probably. I should probably just shut up and and enjoy this. Um, this is uh, for for those of you keeping count. This is week nine of the college football season. This is episode ten of the Carlin Crappy Show for the twenty seventeen season. And yeah, we're um we're pretty much picking just one game this weekend and i've got a quarter for anyone who can figure out what game that is actually i don't have a quarter for each of you because it's not that hard um as we do however we're going to look back at the season at the uh, the weekend that just passed um and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with carla what was a what was a, a thing uh things that made an impression upon you well, I mean, other than, you know, finally eliminating 41 to 10 and, and replacing it with 42 13, but we'll get into all that. That, that counts as a thing. That's, that counts as a thing. But, the, th definitely but, the, thing. but the thing that, that I'd, I'd rather talk about at this point, since so we can talk about something other than our two teams this week, yeah. is um, cheers and welcome Iowa State to the top 25 for the Iowa. first time since 2005. There are people who live all over the country who are going, wait, Ohio? Iowa? And they're all confused because they thought the Buckeyes and the Cyclones and, and they're but but yeah, that's that is spectacular. It um, is that they're there. And, and yeah, I mean maybe they well, don't stay there long. <laughs> right, because if you look at their schedule, and that's one of the things you know I wanted to talk about was I mean, they've got two incredibly impressive wins now against Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. Um and 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 the team has just bought into Matt Campbell this year and I they just they're really playing with this concept of we're not going to lose the game so they don't um and, and that's a cool thing to see out of any football team to be able to do that but uh, like you just said look at their next three games on their schedule and I would argue they're almost as tough as the slate that Penn State is in the middle of right now um because Penn State had to play Michigan and at home and then they're going to Ohio State this week which we'll talk about here in a minute. And then Michigan State the following week. Iowa State's next three games are at home against number four TCU, on the road at number 22 West Virginia, and at home against Oklahoma State, ranked number 11. Ouch. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out what this Iowa State team is, is worth in the yeah, next three yeah. weeks, right? But, um, but kudos to them for finally make, reaching the top 25. That's a big deal for a program like that. And it, it can really change – it can change everything about that program with recruiting and, and mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so here's the Cyclones. Congratulations. Welcome sure, back. Absolutely. Uh, good to have you guys. Uh, hope you can stay around for a while. Um, I'm, I'm going to cheat. I have uh, two very brief – Two very brief things uh, from from last weekend. Uh, for all the joking we did about Notre Dame, um, that it, for those of you who didn't catch on, that was the little private school outside Chicago we were talking about. Um, for all the joking we did last weekend, it appears uh, that that they may actually be the real deal. After um, we, we've discussed that that uh, USC may be a bit flawed this year, but but yikes, that was mm -hmm. that was a beating. Um, and it's and it's it's an important thing to sort of watch, especially for uh, fans of teams that that may reach the end of the season, uh, a with um, final four hopes and b with one loss, yes. because a one loss Notre Dame team um, will get will absolutely get the benefit of the doubt from the folks who vote on these things. Um, mm -hmm. 
there, there's, there's, there is still a habit. Um, it's, it's, it's a, a bit diffused now that there are four teams instead of just two. But there is still a habit to kind of favor teams that will mean uh, television rankings um, that 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 uh, will bring more eyeballs to to what's going on at the end of the season. Ohio State is a beneficiary of that, um, and I will I will I will state that uh, uh, up front. Um, Notre Dame. Uh, if it's in that position, Notre Dame will be the greater of a whole bunch of equals. If there are yes. if there are several one uh, one loss teams at the end of the season, so now it's not easy for them. Um, NC State this weekend, Miami in a couple weeks, Stanford a couple weeks after that. So uh-huh. it's not 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 cupcakes uh, for for them uh, on the rest of the road. But that's just something to watch uh, as we go through. The other the other thing is just a question, and 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 Carly, you can you can weigh in on this if you like. <clears throat> at, at what point uh, do we talk? about Jim Harbaugh and job security. Um, I, and I realize, you know, five and two, it's not, it's not awful. Um, but at, at, in Ann Arbor, uh, five and two at the end of October is not good, uh, particularly for a team that uh, started, started the season at uh, 11th uh, in the AP poll, I believe in the top 10 in the coaches poll. Um, Jimmy's also, uh, w- without having played Ohio State yet this season, Jimmy's also one and four against his two rival schools. Um, since he's been there, is it, it is it premature to wonder about this, Carla? Um, that's a that's a good question. I, My, maybe, I, I it probably maybe, is. It probably it, is premature. Maybe, but. Yeah, because the, he hasn't lost a game that he that he was. Well, I mean, you could argue maybe Michigan State this year that um that he lost a game that he shouldn't that he wasn't supposed to look like you know um would be considered a, a big upset. Um, Michigan State's a rivalry game. Yes, that was surprising. Um, but in rivalry games, sometimes you can kind of throw all that out um, because of the way teams come in. Like, sure. if if Michigan loses to, oh, I don't know, Northwestern um, this season or, or a team that they should beat handily and, and they lay an egg and they lose that game, then I think, you, I think you've got a valid argument here. Um, you know, one and four. Um, is is the hot seat starting to warm up a little bit for 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 Harbaugh? Um, maybe I, I think it's going to take a loss like that, like a North, like some to a Northwestern or a Rutgers or something along those lines of Maryland, it, it, right? Like something like along those lines that yeah. that that they really should win that they don't, and then I think we start to see it. I think it's a little. I think it is a little early for that. Um, okay. Unless they lay an egg the rest of the season, which. We don't. I mean, if they don't get this offense fixed. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. Yeah. I mean, he he has those losses. Not not this year so far, but he has those losses on his resume at Michigan almost every season. And um, and then the rivalry thing. Uh, there those those games are hard to predict. Uh, there weird things can happen. Uh, but rivalry games will get you fired. Um, yeah. And you know, Ohio State fans know that. Um, Ohio State fans remember the '90s. Uh, to understand how that works. Um, so it's just. Just a thought, just a, a thing that uh, that I'm I am wondering. Um, before we get to uh, uh, the uh, main event for for you and I, uh, we're going to hand things off to AJ, who's got. Um, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, but I imagine he's going to spend a lot of time talking about the state of Arizona today. AJ, what do you think? Is this week's Pac-12 After Dark report. Uh, it's your buddy AJ. Uh, behind me is the hustle and bustle of the city of Pittsburgh. Um, we got. Four, I'm going to call them four games this week, uh, most of which uh, feature points. And if you haven't guessed by now, that's the stuff I love. So uh, speaking of love, 
Watch the transition. Uh, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Yeah, Thursday. That's soon. Uh, Stanford. Oregon State. Now, <clears throat> we're not watching for Oregon State. We're not. Uh, they've Their coach left in a not great situation. Not like any scandal reasons. Just, you know, Gary Anderson said, I'm all done. You can have the money. Um, but you need to watch Bryce Love. You must watch Bryce Love because Bryce Love is a... Like, here's the problem. We all need to learn lessons in life, and uh, the East Coast media needs to learn lessons. Like, hey, when there's a good Stanford running back, watch him. Do it a lot. It's pretty great. Um, so, yeah, watch for Bryce Love. He is incredible, and uh, Oregon State doesn't have a run defense. This should end well. Uh, Friday night. Bonus. AAC football. I'm saying I'm throwing AAC in there. Well, let's call it AAC under the lights. Because it's you know it's it's still like it's central time, but it's not it's still dark. Uh, Tulsa SMU that game is going to get pointy fast. The over under on that game is seventy seven. It is nine p.m. Just go watch stupid point football. It's really fun to do. Uh, Saturday night though, both Arizona schools have made the show this week. Uh, Washington at nine thirty p.m. playing Arizona. Uh, watch that game, if nothing, for Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate is the quarterback for uh, Arizona. Rich Rod's got another Pat White on his hands. So you should watch that. Khalil Tate, in his first two games as a starter, ran for 200-plus yards each. Uh, and then in the actual real Pac-12 after dark hours, uh, we've got USC, Arizona State. Arizona State is feisty this year, y'all. They're not good. They're just feisty. And uh, USC coming off of a loss to Notre Dame. Do we have a letdown? maybe, but USC may also come back and just show that they're USC again, and um, so that that concludes this week's Pac-12 After Dark Report. Uh, bye. Thank you, Mr. Kuftik. We appreciate your input, and um, uh, I didn't I didn't actually, I saw AJ over the weekend, I didn't actually ask him, you know, being being a Pennsylvania guy who's an Ohio State fan, I don't know if he has any any thoughts about this game one way or the other. I think... You and I probably do. Um, yes, we do. Well, and he did. He did. He he did pick. Oh, he did pick was Michigan to, to win by two by double digits. I um, I saw him on Saturday night before the game started and and explained to him that that would require Michigan to score double digits, which which they did eventually, but um, it for a while looked like they might not. So I. Yeah. Um, I uh, uh, for those of you who have not been paying attention. Um, the to game, the last six years of this show. The game that we're going to talk about tonight is uh, number two Penn State at number six Ohio State. Uh, uh, this is at 3.30 Saturday afternoon. Uh, I, I assume uh, Gus will have the honor of making the call on Fox. I would assume so. I didn't and look, but I would guess. It's got to be. It's got to be. And Ohio State is favored by seven points. We are going to do something different before we actually get down to, to explain what we actually think. Um when I was in college, and one of the top editors at my, my college newspaper, I was one of a couple people who wrote the newspaper's editorials. We got on a rotation a few times a, a, each week. And one of the toughest things that you had to do, because it wasn't your opinion, it was the opinion of the entire editorial board, all the editors. And occasionally, you had to write an editorial on a day when the editorial board went a direction that was completely different than you would have gone. So you have to write an opinion piece to convince people of a point of view that you don't agree with. 
and it's 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 tough. It is a difficult thing to do, but it's also a really really cool exercise and to kind of you know puzzling out these things and, and looking at stuff um, sort of empirically and 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 uh, coming up with these arguments. We are going to do something similar. We're going to start. Um, uh, and, and Carla, I can go first, or you can go first, however you want to. Um, I am going to explain why Penn State is going to win on Saturday. Carla, you're going to explain why Ohio State is going to win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we'll then we'll tell you guys what we actually think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Carla, please, go ahead. Okay. So, based on everything that I've seen so far this season, based on the Ohio State win, or the, the, the Penn State's Ohio State win last year, um, there have been some drastic improvements on the Ohio State side. And I think the biggest improvement there is on the offensive line. I think we've seen some some pretty dramatic improvement. And that was the weak point last year for 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 the Buckeyes in that in the Penn State win was that, you know, they'd given up five sacks all of last season until that game. And then the offense the, the Ohio State offensive line gave up five sacks in the second half against Penn State. Game changer, right? So Ohio State can win this game if they dominate the trenches. And I think they have the personnel they could do that. Um, so I think that's that's the first key. The second key is um as Michigan learned this week, um Michigan doesn't have an offense. We've known that all, all year. We talked about that in the show, right? But yes. if you watch the first half of the, of the game from Saturday, it looked like Michigan had a pretty decent offense. How did they do that? Turnovers. They, the, 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 the interception was key, and, and it really kind of rattled the, the Penn State defense. I said that before, that, that the, the Penn State defense thrives off the success of its offense. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State can – create some sort of turnover, there's an opportunity there to, to flip momentum very quickly in the game. And the fact that they're playing at home, that's, that's, that's a key thing. And, and we know that, you, that, that your defense is, is more than capable of, of forcing turnovers when they need to. So, so I think that's, that's a key component as to, to something that could, could swing the game. Um, the last thing is, personally, I, it, this sounds really weird, but just score in the first quarter. Penn State has not allowed a point in the first quarter all season. And I, did, I, think I didn't that, realize that. Okay. okay. Yeah, they've outscored opponents 90 to nothing in the first quarter so mm-hmm. far this year. Um, I think if Ohio State can – this is one of those the, – counterintuitive, I know. If Ohio State wins – or if, if – well, they won't have the opportunity because they're, they're the home team. But I was going to say if Ohio State wins the coin toss, that they should take the ball. Um, but it's, it's one of those that, that – okay, so let's let me flip that argument if Penn State wins the toss they should take the ball if mm-hmm. for no other reason than to not give the Ohio State offense the first dibs of the chance of scoring okay that's I mean really because I really think that's a point of pride for this for this Penn State um, defense and mm-hmm. I think if Ohio State can can go down and score in that first in that first quarter we've 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 talked about Penn State being a second half team still mm-hmm. um, we're two years into this being a second half team um, Michigan kept it close into the first half and I think that if Ohio State can go out and do that and score in the first quarter, dominate the trenches, and force a turnover, they're going to start exerting their will. And I think that's the recipe for how you beat a Penn State team. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the the thing with the, with the turnover is interesting, and I and I had not uh, included this in my latter arguments. Um, and and, and McSorley, I think I mean, overall had a a really solid game, really good game mm-hmm. last weekend. Um, 
uh, but you know the 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 pick and and taking advantage of that that is that is a that that could be a thing. Um, I have three things uh, that I came up with uh, if I'm looking at why why Penn State wins this game. Um, and one sort of it, it's it, your final argument sort of uh, turned on its head a little bit. Um, but I'll, I'll get, that'll be the third thing that I mentioned. Uh, number one, this is obvious. Uh, Urban Meyer said so in his news conference this week. It's Saquon Barkley. Boom. Period. Uh -huh. he's, he's the best player in the country. Um, he. Uh, it, <laughs> He's a game changer. Um, he he can do anything. That's the stuff. The return game. Um, he's he's averaging six and a half yards a carry for crying out loud. Uh, it when when he went going into the Michigan game when Michigan had a top ten rushing defense on the country. My, I think top five maybe. Um, he, you know he puts up 108 yards on them. Um, and 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 Ohio State's rushing defense while good. Uh, was not as good statistically uh, as, as Michigan's was at that point. So um, he 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 is the number one reason that uh, Penn State fans have to, uh, to to be optimistic about this. Uh, if I'm a Penn State fan, I wonder about JT Barrett. Um, certainly, uh, I was you know watching the last the, the game against Nebraska two weeks ago, um, and there's discussion like, is JT Barrett back in the Heisman race? Um, and you know certainly a lot of discussion about his renaissance, how he's turned things around. But you have to wonder that 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 this is this turnaround has come against UNLV. It's come against Rutgers. It's come against Maryland. It's coming against uh, a, a Nebraska team that is um, really really struggling. I, I'm not sure that you could put together an all-star defense um, that for with the best of those four teams and come up with a team that's going to match Penn State's defense. So it, 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 we'll find out about JT Barrett uh, this weekend. Um, if if he is as good as he seems to have been in the last few games, or if he's the JT Barrett who struggled against Oklahoma, this is where I agree with sort of what you were saying um, about Ohio State needing to score first. Um, it, that's it, that's a tough thing because this is not this is not the nineteen uh, the, the uh, twenty sixteen Nittany Lions. Um, and 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 I'm I was convinced of that mostly after watching just the, the start of the Michigan game. Um, last year, you know, Penn State had to, had to score twice just in the fourth quarter just to be in the position to come up with a miracle field goal block to beat Ohio State at home. This year's team, um, you know, against a defense like Michigan's, scored twice before the Wolverines had any idea what was going on. Yeah. This is not, you know, maybe, maybe you know, they, they, they play the competition a little bit, but this is not... The, the, the really the slow starting oh god we got a scramble in the second half team that Penn State was a year ago um, and 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 you kind of said the same thing Penn State and I didn't realize that they had not given up any first quarter points um, this this season so that's that 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 is sort of what I'm sort of what I'm talking about this is a this is not the same team um, that that struggled in those situations a year ago okay. you doing okay that was weird yep that was, a weird, that was a that weird was, thing? That was a little weird. That was okay. a little weird. Yes. It's a good, but it's a good exercise. It's a good exercise. You know, think uh -huh. about how this stuff actually works, and, and you know, you can come up with, with arguments either way. But now, boys and girls, we're going to tell you what we really think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't we, – we haven't talked about this. I'm, I'm assuming you have actually different views in some ways than, than what you talked about when you were talking about how Ohio State was going to do. Those are the things that I that entering this game. Those are the things that I am the most concerned about. Okay, to be That's honest, fair. like like entering this game, 
knowing those things are, are things that I will be keeping an eye on. And if, if Ohio State scores in the first quarter, then I'm start I'm gonna the nervous butterflies will start, right? <laughs> Even though there's still a lot of time to play in the game. So everything I talked about, yes, if one of those things starts to happen and I start seeing that, it the nervous butterflies will start. But after watching the Michigan game in its entire almost in its entirety, I missed the very first couple minutes of that game. Um, well, then you missed like three touchdowns. I know, right? Like I turned the game on and they got ready to score again. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, they were up 14 nothing. This is great. But it's a little bit. I almost want to counter a little bit to your idea of this not be of this not being the team that relied on these on the the second half, which it is better. But if you watch the entirety of that game on Saturday, they they. The, the Penn State offense like came out firing, right? Mm -hmm. Scored 14 quick points, like you said, before Michigan even really knew what had happened. But the score was 14-13 at halftime. Yeah. Right? So so this was this is a Penn State team that in that game in particular, and we've seen it a couple of other times this year, they, they came out fast and strong and then they lulled. Mm -hmm. Like and, and didn't look good at all. And and they actually the defense played so poorly. In the second half of the first quarter and the second quarter, so like the first three or the second three quarters of the first half, they played so poorly they made Michigan look like it had an offense. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, and John O'Corn was. And that's something. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, John O'Corn was, I mean, they they had their way with that, that Penn State defense, which is cause for concern as a Penn State fan that a team that doesn't really have an offense was able to march down the field. Now, I will say that both of Michigan's scoring drives came off of. Um, mistakes by Penn State, which gave them life. So it was off of a turnover. Um, was the first touchdown. The second touchdown was a, was a stop on downs, which was one of those like, should they really have gone for it on fourth yep. down? That was kind of yep. one of those like, why did you do that kind of things? They were in no man's land. I get it. You, you you take your odds there, but but still, that gave them great field position. Neither of their scoring drives were longer than sixty three yards. So it they they gave them a short field and didn't give their defense really enough time to kind of get things set up. But you can't make those kinds of mistakes. And that's been something that Trace McSorley has kind of struggled with a little bit this year is we've seen him make dumb mistakes in throwing balls down the field. He had a couple of dumb mistakes against, and even against Toledo early in the season or Akron. Um, one of those Mac schools that was blue. I don't remember. Um, whatever Mac school they played. <laughs> I think it was Akron. Um, they, they drove right down the field and then he made a stupid decision in the end zone and, and threw a pick in, in the end zone for, for a touchback. And it was just like, what? Okay, you can't make those kinds of mistakes, and you can't make those kinds of mistakes, especially in the horseshoe against an Ohio State team that is going to thrive on those mistakes. What I did like about Penn State is the wrinkles that they threw in their offense on Saturday. Um, they worked the edges so remarkably well to free up the middle of the field for, for Barkley. Um, and it was it was a dink and dunk, but when they went deep, you know, it, it was there. And to, to be honest, yes, I was impressed by by Barkley in, in the game um, going against that run defense. Um, I was more impressed, to be perfectly honest, with Deshaun Hamilton and Mike Gusecki in that game. I mean, literally, McSorley was just lobbing balls up to them and letting them go catch them, <laughs> and they did. I mean, and 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 that's a beautiful thing to have when you can have two wideouts like that that you you can trust to lob the ball to to keep the middle of the field open for a run game. I really like that combination. I really think if they can keep something like that going, um, I really like the offense's uh, chances against the Ohio State defense. You also have to take into consideration that yes, Barkley had what 109 in that game mm -hmm. rushing. Mm -hmm. 69 of those yards came on the on on the opening touchdown. 
Yes. On one play. Um, now, <clears throat> it didn't. It, it still felt like Barkley had a major role in that offense, and he got yards when he needed to. Um, but he didn't have another explosive play in the rest of the game. And they really did rely on 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 the short outs and and the and the deep balls down the sidelines to kind of spread the spread the field open. Not something we're used to seeing from Penn State, but it absolutely worked against Michigan, and it totally blew up the allegedly the best defense in the country. Um, it, it, they didn't look like it. You know, and that's the sign of a good game plan is that if, you know, if you were able to, to kind of spread that out. So that's why if, if they can take a similar game plan like that into the shoe, I really, really like I, – I think the line is off. I, I don't think either team is going to win this by more than a field goal. Okay. I, really, I really don't. I, I, I think it's going to be too close of a game. Um, the other thing that will be really interesting to see from the Penn State sideline – is the fact that in this game, the role is an exact reversal is what they had last week. Last week we went into this game, and it was 49 to 10, 49 to 10, 49 to 10. They go into the horseshoe this week, and they're going to be here in 24-21, 24-21-20, right? Because it was that Penn State game that kept kept your Buckeyes out of the Big Ten title game. And Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) it's going to be real, real interesting to see how Penn State – enjoys having the shoe on the other foot this week. Um, and I think that's a, that's a motivational factor. You know, like I said last week that every single person in Beaver stadium had 49 to 10 tattooed on their forearm. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same situation. They're now on the other sideline dealing with that heading into the horseshoe this week. It's gonna be really, really interesting to see how this team responds. Um, I like the fact that they just hammered Michigan last week, put that behind them moving on to this week. This is a game they're confident about. They won it last year. Um, I think they're going to come out firing. I think I think James Franklin will have some wrinkles up his sleeve um, that that you know even we don't know about. It it it's going to be a really really fun game. But of course I'm going to pick Penn State because you know we did it last year. Why not again this year? I know why not again this year. I know <laughs> I know three reasons. I know three and a half reasons why not this year. Um, uh, to, 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 to start with the thing that you just uh, wrapped up by saying, um, and, and we, we talked about this last week, James Franklin spent the entire week uh, swaying, saying that, that revenge was not going to be a motivating factor for his team going into the game against Michigan. And, and as we, we pointed out that, you know, Carl was laughing and that's, that's garbage. Um, and, and I don't know, I mean, I, what 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 James Franklin says to says to the folks publicly and what he says to his team are probably different things. Urban sort of embraces that stuff um, openly, uh, so I I wonder if that's just that that slight difference in approach. Um, it, it may or may not make a difference, but in in this instance, you know, Penn State's motivation last week is Ohio State's motivation this week, as you yep. mentioned, um, and that. Uh, also, I think it will be on the minds of, of the you know the 105,000 people who are in the building. Also, so that's one thing. Uh-huh. The next thing, this is and this is fun. Um, you, you mentioned the wrinkles that the James Franklin came up with for the Michigan game specifically, and that's uh, part of that has got to be due to the bye week. Um, I, I think it really made a difference uh, for them to scheme Michigan's defense and, and found big things to take advantage of. Um, Kevin Wilson. Ohio State's offensive coordinator can do that. Um, so can Greg Schiano, Ohio State's defensive coordinator, and as as Penn State fans recall, so can Larry Johnson, Ohio State's D line uh, coordinator. 
Um, finally, there's a, a, a fun thing that um, uh, just came across today. I was not aware of this. Urban Meyer, in his head coaching career, is 20 and 1 uh, in games coming off a of bye week. Um, do you know what that first one was? Got to guess. Um, guessing it's, it was against Penn State. No, it was not against Penn State. It was um in his very first year as a head coach. He was a Bowling Green, and he lost to a quarterback named um, the, the impossibly long name from Finley Rothless Rothless Burger <laughs> Rothless. I think it's Rothless Burger. I think that's what that says. Huh. So, Ur Urban's pretty good in these situations. That's that's a that's a thing. Um, the, the the half point I'm going to mention. This is something I thought of as you were talking, and and I. I I, I don't want to rely on this too much um, because I, I think overall um, McSorley is is better uh, than he was, and and I and I think he as and I said this last week he is really good in these situations. He is uh -huh. he he's not he's not the most polished. He's not the most accurate. He he can still make bad decisions, um, but but generally he, he wins in these games. But the thing that, that, that you mentioned about, about the bad decisions and about how the offense sputtered um, in the second quarter last weekend, uh, you know, Ohio State can take advantage of those mistakes. And, and, yeah. and if McSorley has those kind of struggles, um, he, he's, he's going to pay a price for them on Saturday. So that's, that's an if, um, but if, if that's something that um, if for some reason he gets rattled, uh, that, that would be a thing. My last thing. Um, Ohio State's offense is not Michigan's offense. Um, I, I, I think on the other side of the ball, things might sort of play out sort of the way they did uh, a, a, a week ago. I think Penn State's going to score. Um, Ohio State's got a very good defense, but you know the Penn State's offense is is, uh, is something really special. But the difference is we, we can hold the ball. Um, I, I think we can we can do a better job than Michigan did of that. In fact, um, uh, J.K. Dobbins, our, our true freshman tailback has, uh, I think, like three fewer yards on the season than Saquon Barkley does. You know, so it's right. Good, good. So good, good rushing game. That's that's going to be helpful. Uh, we, we can score um, it, uh, in that run of the, the, the cupcakes up to this game. We, we've uh, run our, our, our scoring offense per game, our scoring average per game to, to just over 47 a game. And that's number one in the country right now. Um, the best thing is... Uh, you mentioned the offensive line, and that's that is a huge difference. Um, and a, a thing that I would also point out is that that JT Barrett, um, his receivers have improved, uh, and these are young guys um, or guys who are stepping into starting roles for the first time this season. Um, he's more confident in them. That's that is clear, and I and I think that can make a huge difference um, when you, if you're if you're able to to balance a rushing game. With a with a with a passing attack doesn't have to be spectacular. We don't have to. We, the house state does not have to do what it did against Nebraska, and and and, and, it, and it won't. It, it's um, this is a whole different situation. And state will will score on Saturday, but but uh, I think Ohio State's going to score more. Um, may, maybe not a lot more. <laughs> maybe not a lot more. But but uh, I, I think that's going to be if if like if you're comparing last weekend to this weekend. That's where the difference is, and that's why I'm really I'm 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 pretty confident going to the end Saturday that um I'm gonna have to work hard for it, but I, I think I'm going to be leaving Ohio Stadium with the win. <laughs> and and, and, and 
Uh, and, and, and well, in either way, I mean, this is this this is when it's fun. This is um, yeah. uh, you know, we, we have a great time talking about college football. Um, but these are the games. Uh, when when the Big Ten season means something, and you're you're getting into the meat of the schedule, and then and then you know your team and my team and and we're playing each other, um, this is this is absolutely the best stuff. This is why college football is the best sport, and this is why we're doing the Carla Caffrey Show. So, Carla, yes. enjoy enjoy Saturday. Um, I will say it's a you you enjoy Saturday as well, um, but. We are. And Saquon Barkley learned how to catch a football, please. Please. Uh, did you notice that? On, did you notice that on? I did. Guys, I hope you enjoy. Uh, I hope you enjoy um, whatever game you're watching. Y you should definitely watch our game because it's going to be awesome. Clear your um, schedule. Clear your yeah. schedule. Saturday but, afternoon. But I, it's going to rain down here anyway. Sit in front of your TV and watch football. It's going to be It's going to be like 45 degrees and raining in Columbus. Gonna be miserable, and I'm gonna love it. Saquon um, Barkley, 200 yards. Go. Okay. Okay. And and J.K. Dobbins, 215. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, guys, enjoy it. Uh, we will. We're gonna have fun. We hope you do too. And we will talk to you next week.